Well, good morning, everybody. This is Mark Tackett again here at First Baptist Church in Chanto, Texas. Uh, today, uh, we're going to look back uh, in Scripture and going to really look back in the book of Genesis. And uh, the question today would be as if it's from, from God speaking to any one of us. And the question is, where are you? God wants to know where we are. And that sounds like a strange question because God knows where we are. He, he knows all things. But let that sink in for just a moment. Where are you? Uh, are you involved with the Lord? Or doesn't mean you're not saved. But anytime we have sin in our life, it separates us from God. And just like in the Garden of Eden, whenever uh, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 9, it says, Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? Uh, the, it, there's a, a, a story or a, something I witnessed years ago. There again, it involves an animal. A uh, little dog by the name of Boss. It was my oldest daughter, Melissa's dog. And uh, it's a, it was a Jack Russell Terrier. And if you've ever had a Jack Russell Terrier, you know that they're a unique animal in that they're high energy, uh, pretty much fearless, and, uh, and has most, normally a pretty stubborn nature of their own. Anyway, this particular year, uh, we lived back at Weatherford, and down in our bottom, down by the creek, I had planted a pretty large uh, acreage of, of melons. I had planted uh, all kinds of watermelons and uh, black diamond specifically, the orange meated, um, uh, honeydew, Israeli melons, and uh, it was somewhat to me like the Garden of Eden because it was just a really unique year. From when those melons started maturing, which seemed like it was maybe about the second or third week of June, we you could go down there any day and find a ripe melon from then till till frost, and they were just absolutely as good a melons as you've ever eaten, especially the honeydew. They were just incredible. One time Melissa had come up, and so we had walked to the bottom, and uh, of course we took. Uh, her dog boss with us, and we went down and uh, were looking at the me the melons, maybe hoeing a little bit. I don't exactly remember, uh, but it was getting close to. It was time to go home and eat, eat supper, as we say in the South, supper and not dinner. My my kids always tried to correct me from that, saying, "Well, that's not proper." But thank God they didn't break me of that that verbiage of of eating supper, and. Uh, Anyway, uh, we couldn't find Boss anywhere. I mean, he was gone, and uh, you know, you know, just like when uh, you say you have a child that you can't find, uh, if you're a parent, you would understand that would alarm you. Well, if, uh, whether it's a child or a pet, and you can't find them, you're alarmed. We're we're not God. Uh, but this is a good illustration of this. God is all-knowing. He knows where we are, but sometimes He wants to know where we are. Why aren't we involved? Why, are we our brother's keeper? That's, that's a different lesson. But are, are, are you and me our brother's keeper? Well, sure we are. Uh, that's, that's in the, book, the fourth chapter of Genesis uh, where uh, 
anyway, we may get to that in a minute. Better stay on track. But anyway, boss was nowhere to be found, and we finally gave up and, and went to the house. Got dark, and I decided I'd, you know, go back down there. So I think I rode the four-wheeler down there. And, and uh, when it became dark, I was able to find boss because boss on the, on the west end, uh, there's a little bit of a berm uh, to keep the, the creek from flooding that field. And there's all kinds of growth of grapevines and all of these things. And so as I shined the light, panned the area looking for Boss because he was solid white. Boss was under those grapevines and he was sitting there looking at me. Which, uh, which when I realized that we had called Boss for probably 30, 30 minutes to an hour, I don't remember, and he was there the whole time. He just didn't want to be found. He was hid. And, uh, and so sometimes we're just like that. Even, we may even, even though we may be saved, uh, we may be basically in hiding. So what would make someone... Well, let's go back and look at the book of Genesis and uh, kind of get a little background. Uh, I thought it was interesting that in Genesis chapter 2, verse 8 there's a garden of eden well who planted the garden of eden it says now the lord god had planted a garden in the east in eden and there he put the man he had formed so man didn't plant the garden so like in a lot of times we have good things happen in our life and we want to take credit for them uh, or maybe god puts us in a really fruitful place uh, we didn't plant it God planted it. Verse 8, Now the Lord God had planted a garden, and that's where He put man. Uh, it was after He had planted the garden and, and He had formed man he had, and put God, man there uh, that it was after that that, that He actually formed woman. Uh, that was in uh, Genesis chapter 2. It talks about that. Verse 20, starting uh, uh, about verse 20. God, before he, before he created woman, He created all the beasts of the field, and, and, and man helped name those. And it says, but, but uh, for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed it up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. And the man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. For this reason the man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. And then it says in verse 25, the man and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Okay? So whenever we, we sin and uh, that's what comes upon us afterward is shame. And the shame is what makes us want to hide from God. It, uh, I'm, if you're human, you've experienced that. You felt shame and you wanted to hide yourself. And uh, if we keep reading here, Verse uh, in chapter three, verse eight. This is after uh, the woman had been tempted, and 
by the serpent, Satan, and she ate of the fruit. And then it says that she gave fruit to her husband, and he ate also. It's kind of interesting if you think about it. There was a point in time when Eve had, had sinned, and her husband Adam had not. Because uh, between the time that, that Eve ate the fruit, and then she gave some to Adam and he ate of it, Adam was still sinless. And what's interesting, if you think about it, is that Adam chose Eve over God when he ate the fruit because he is commanded when he was placed in the garden that he could eat of any fruit or any of the food in the garden except from the, the fruit off of this one tree. And so he had the knowledge of what that fruit was and when Eve offered it to him, he ate. And so at that point, he chose Eve over God. And uh, so we have to be real careful in life because uh, this is a hard teaching, but God called us to choose Him over over everything. Uh, and so when we have our life in order, things tend to run just a little bit better. Uh, and so chapter 3, verse 8, it says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Just like Boss did. He didn't want to be found and he hid. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? Did God not know where Adam was? God knew where he was, but there's a reason he asked, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree I commanded you not to eat from? And the man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. And then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Uh, and then you can read on your own, and I would encourage you to do so, what was the consequences of this, these, this action and this sin on the lives of Adam and Eve, and of which mankind from then on has had to deal with, which is sin. From this point on, well, this point forward, man had not, did not know what sin is because man had not sinned. But when, when this happened, uh, that was considered sin. It was something uh, that mankind did that was wrong. And so if you're a human being, everyone except Jesus Christ, when you're born into this world, you're born into sin. Uh, doesn't mean you're held responsible. Up in t there, There's a belief, and I believe this also, that there's a point of accountability. Uh, so if you're five years old, you're still in the time of innocence, and you don't know what sin is, you won't be held accountable for it in the judgment. But there comes a point in time in life when you become aware that you're a sinner, and at that point, hopefully Jesus Christ, when He comes across your path, you're given the opportunity to give that 
to accept his gift and, and he bears that sin and it's a free gift. Uh, so where are you? Uh, I'm going to read out of a, a little bit of a devotional. Uh, it's from Angus Buchan, a South African farmer that I do every day. And uh, this is where I got quite a bit of what I'm talking about this morning. Um, he says, why did God ask Adam this question? And why does he ask it of us? Why does God ask it of us? Where are you? There's, the reason is simply because he wants us to face up to our sin and make amends. So when God asks us, even as a a person who has invited Jesus in the heart, we still sin. And whenever we sin, it separates us from God in that, that fellowship and that closeness uh, separates. And all of a sudden you, you go off on a different tangent in life and you're not doing the things that you should be doing uh, because God wants to have fellowship with us, but because of unconfessed sin, it becomes a barrier to our relationship with God. So God asks us where we are. Does he not know where we are? He does, but he asks us in order to allow us the opportunity to confess our sin and make amends and renew that fellowship. That's the purpose in, in him asking, where are you? Uh, there are issues in our lives which drive us away from God they could be a bad habit you just don't seem to be able to break. So God would ask you to deal with that so that you can have fellowship again. He longs to walk and talk with each of us. He, had, he loves to want to guide us and to love us and to cherish us. Uh, he cherishes us anyway, but He longs to have that fellowship. And it's good for us too. That's, that's what we need as people. Uh, do not believe that your sin is too great. That's the very reason that God sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, is to forgive us. He died on the cross uh, of Calvary. And He promised that if we will confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and, to cleanse, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's in the, book, the first book of John, chapter 1, verse 9. So, I would urge you to come out of hiding, confess your sin, and start afresh. Uh, so if you've never done that for the first time, that would be called salvation. That means that you're coming into a relationship with God. If you're a born-again believer and you have sin in your life, we should confess our sin and start afresh uh, so that we might again have beautiful fellowship uh, with God our Father. Uh, the, uh, you know, I, I enjoy stories about animals, and I really believe that God has demonstrated His relationship with me a lot of times in life through the observing of, of nature and animals. We had a, a, a dog one time that uh, we no longer have, have her with us by the name of Libby, and she was half Jack Russell and half Schnauzer, uh, so... There again, pretty much fearless of any, fearless of anything, 
she would attack a vacuum cleaner. You couldn't vacuum the house with her in the same room because she would just she would go and just flat try to tear it up. Uh, you sure wouldn't want to uh, drive a lawnmower with her because she would that buzzing that noise. She would just fearlessly go at it. I did mow with her in my lap, but yeah, I didn't want to be mowing outside with her having access to charging the lawnmower because it could have killed her. Uh, we lived uh, when we lived in Parker County. We lived on Tackett Lane, and at the corner, uh, I had a first cousin uh, by the first name of Brenda. She was Brenda McKenzie, and then, uh, but anyway, they had a, a large dog, a Great Pyrenees, by the name of Charlie. Charlie was a huge dog, and, and uh, every time we drove by, Charlie would bark and chase us. And if Libby was in the car, she would bristle up and just want to just fly through the window to get Charlie. Well, so our, our house was about a quarter of a mile from theirs, and one day we, we'd gone by there, and Charlie barked, and Libby uh, just wanted to tear him up. And we got to our house, and... All of a sudden, I realized Libby wasn't there, and but I knew where she had gone. So I jumped on the four-wheeler and, and went up there, and uh, she had run up there, and this great big, great Pyrenees stood about waist high, and Libby just maybe that high. She had ran up there and jumped on Charlie and gonna, gonna show him who's boss. And anyway, shocked Charlie, and he just turned around and grabbed her, but he he just tore her skin from you know, a section about like that, and uh, had to had to get her sewed up, and she lived through that. But, uh, you know, our nature, just like uh, like Libby and Boss, these these dogs that were Jack, had Jack Russell in them, is naturally to uh, be stubborn and go and do these things. Well, and this side of heaven, our DNA's been corrupted. Even if we've accepted Christ in our life, our DNA's been corrupted. So our natural man wants, has a tendency to want to go to sin. Uh, now, that's no excuse because the, the Bible, through, through Christ's words, gives us the, the power and the ability to rid our lives of this sin. But it has to be applied and there is a, a battleground, and in mankind, the battleground is in the mind. The mind, that is, uh, in this old world, and this is not excuse either, because we think, well, we live in times which there hasn't ever been before. And, you know, it's not really true. History repeats itself. And the things, the, the decrepit things we see in mankind and society today, the sin in society is, is nothing new. Uh, you just go back in history and, and uh, you know, so many of the, uh, the idol worship, ancient religions, you know, they had temples of prostitution and all these different things. Uh, so there's nothing new under the sun. So, but I will tell you, in today's world, our access to... Uh, to Sinful things is is so easy. Uh, every, most everybody carries a cell phone, and it's. Uh, I always tell people it's, or no, I don't tell people, or I think this. I've heard people say this, that you know, gosh, you have access to the Bible, and 
access to uh, Playboy magazine, all on one device in the matter of seconds. So we have access, and so in the day that we live in, we need to really, uh, if you want to follow Christ and you want to have that, that, that relationship with God the Father that fulfills us, we have to be intentional in how we live our lives. We, we need to prepare because our mind is a battleground. And uh, maybe that's what we'll study next time. Uh, so I hope somehow this has encouraged you. Uh, and if, if you're sitting there and God is speaking to your heart with the words, where are you? Well, that could mean, where are you? Uh, it's been a long time since we talked. It's been a long time since we've had that fellowship. Or it, but that where are you is God calling, saying, I want to have fellowship. But before we can have that, there, it's, it's you who initiates that. We, God created mankind, each of us, with a free will. That free will gives us the ability to, to choose. Choose today whom you're going to serve. Are you going to serve uh, the Lord or are you going to choose to go a different direction? We all have that choice. And uh, in our hearts we know what the choice should be, but we, we sometimes struggle with that. And then when you get that, that choice made, we have responsibility. In Genesis 4.9 it says, Am I my brother's keeper? Well, yes, we are our brother's keeper. The uh, chapter 4 is a story about Cain and Abel. And uh, uh, there were two brothers, first, first murder uh, in history. And Cain killed his brother Abel out of jealousy. And uh, uh, the... Uh, and so where I was quoting from, Genesis chapter 4, uh, God is saying, the Lord is saying to Cain, it says, then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? Abel says, I don't know. He replied, am I my brother's keeper? He did know because he murdered him and, and his blood was crying out to the crying out from the ground to, to the Lord. Uh, so, to be able to fulfill this responsibility and my brother's keeper, we have to be in right relationship with the Lord. And, and when we get there, believe me, the Lord cares and He loves each, and one, each, each one of us very, very much. And He loves you. But He also wants to use you to share that message with other people in a real simplistic way. That's, that's what it's all about. Uh, we are our brother's keeper. And the Lord does want to... He knows where we are. But he's asking, where are you? Just as he asked Adam and Eve when they were, they for the first time knew shame and they had covered themselves and they were afraid of God because they were ashamed because it, the first time mankind realized that, that they were naked. And so they had covered themselves from the waist, around their waist with fig leaves. Um, so anyway, that is the lesson. Where are you? And so let's, let's close and ask the Lord to, to use that to bless today. Father God, we thank you for this day and for your many blessings, Lord. I thank you, for, Lord, for being so good to us. And I thank you for this word. Lord, you are so good. You're so kind. You're faithful. And you're so, so good, Lord. I praise you and I thank you this day. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.